Dear Shanghai fans, Shanghai trash, real Shanghai goods and fake lies. Dear Year of the Horse, dear Horse of the Year, I am myself a cheeky monkey, less majestic than you, horse. Granted, but I'll ride on your back, and according to that, that Shanghai, I mean, I'm your mortal enemy. So watch out. Dear firecrackers, crackerfires, you're the ultimate noisemakers. You're like most politicians in this world today. You do make a lot of noise, but you quickly go up in smoke. Dear empty Shanghai, empty Shanghai, I love you. I want to make love to you, especially on a warm and sunny winter's day in the middle of Anfu Road. It's okay, nobody's watching. I bet Chinese New Year. Was a ploy created by Shanghai residents to get all the whitey people, all the non-Shanghainese people, out of their territory for a week. Dear touchscreen-compatible woolly gloves that make answering meaningless WeChat messages easier. Dear happy few posing for pseudo glamorous pictures in pseudo VIP attires, endorsing pseudo delicious brands at pseudo noteworthy events, and appearing almost as conspicuously as the Sun's page three girls in some expat magazines. Is that all you can do with your Shanghai life? Get real. Go eat lamb skewers on the street corner and shoot the breeze with the garbage collector. Dear cats, my two lovely cats. And dear Mark Roswell, also known as Dashan, welcome to this fifth and special edition of Shanghai Comedy Corner podcast, the only podcast which brings you uncensored pictures, but also keeps you updated on how high our dear leaders' pants are today, and they're pretty high, almost as high as the pollution in Xi'an a few days ago. I'm talking to you from the forever on, uh, awesome 72 Collective Recording Studio out here in Southern Xuhu District. Blasting through the sound and fury of the Chinese New Year chaos, and bravely bringing you fun and people of note via Shanghai Comedy Corner. I'm still Julian, the French dude, and this week, completely unknown, unheard of, and almost shapeless Paul Moan and I will short circuit Shanghai's electrifying news and taser your life with our battery-operated banter. It's random. It's fun, and it's as unexpected as spotting the Great Wall from the moon. You can follow us and comment on the show on Twitter at sh comedy corner, and go to our website www.shanghaicomedycorner.com, or send us an email at shanghaicomedycorner at gmail.com. So first of all, hello, Paul. Hi, Julian. How are you? I'm pretty good. Yes. Yeah, I was <laughs> going to say uh, shapeless. I don't know about shapeless. I mean, I, I think I think there's definitely a, a bit of chunky monkey about me these days. There's a there's a definite shape. There's mass. Um, What's well, indefinite shape? <laughs> <laughs> it's not any shape that I can recognize. Yeah, that, that's true. It's um, it's oh man, it's putting on a lot of weight. Really, I'm getting really big. Is it just a winter thing or just you? Well, it, I, yeah, it started like three winters ago. So <laughs> maybe it could be a winter thing. It, I think it's a little bit of me. It's a little bit of. Um, ice cream, a little bit of Sherpas, <laughs> mm. a little bit of a lot of things. Um, so your your intro, I mean, is that monologue? Is it a soliloquy? Uh, what's, the, what, <laughs> what's the difference? It's whatever you want it to be, Paul. Uh, it's it's on now. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm kind of glad. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, thank so you. I'll be in the last two minutes, which, you know, in fairness, I'd be pretty happy with. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're the second guest to point out that. It's a long intro, but it's okay. I know. Um, I'm, I'm. I think it was very. It was interesting. You know. I'm. I'm sure. Like the four or five listeners that you have are probably. You know. Yes. <laughs> interested in it too. Yeah, I want to entertain those four. You know, I'm targeting. 
you know, those four people. But, you know, you know the people, you know, listening, obviously don't know what, what way this is set up. And it's, it's you're looking at me while you're, <laughs> while you're talking. And it, it really does feel like I'm at a, like a play or something. And I'm really uncomfortable at this play. <laughs> you know, there's, there's no alcohol served. <laughs> well, you have to talk to Ryan, the, the, you know, who's recording us and, and ask for a coffee or something. You know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You know, beer would be nice, but you know, like something between the two of us, so I didn't have oh. to actually look at you um, <laughs> while you while we were talking. I mean, you don't have to; you wouldn't have to look at me and my no my, my grotesque shapeless grotesque midriff. <laughs> By the way, like last time, everyone's naked in the studio. Absolutely, uh, I think which is sh- the problem. You know, if I was wearing a shirt, I don't think it'd be yeah, it would feel be, quite be, so uncomfortable. It'd be fine. Um, let's go to the news. <laughs> the news <laughs> yes, roll. Well, what, what what happened in Shanghai this week? Well, uh, I've I've read the, this bit of news and it just cracked me up. I mean, I'm poor guy, you know, but it cracked me up. Um, apparently, a man who uh, was going home on a train ride uh, for for the holiday season passed out on the train in a quite dramatic manner. He was on the phone and he was talking to someone on the phone and he just passed out um and uh he was going to nanshang he's in his 30s and <laughs> the explanation is they just found the guy passed out on the train and with a phone ringing next to him so they you know they they propped him up and they, you know he wouldn't answer the phone so they answered the phone for him and right. apparently <laughs> his mother or someone oh no his cousin uh spilled the beans uh, before he got to his home city and said that uh, his family was arranging yet another blind date or something oh, uh, to, to, to get him married. And uh, the guy is named Huang. Uh, and uh, on January 26th, he passed out on the train. <laughs> and uh, he's from Pingxiang in Jiangxi province. And so his parents are quite wealthy, actually. You know, and they, and they, I guess they're worried about the, the, the fortune, the significant fortune they have. Um, but he, he never brought home any girlfriend. He never talked about marriage yeah. or anything. So they were quite worried, worried, you know, they're, he's 30, he should get married. And he, he, he wasn't interested in starting family yet. So he left for Honan province. He launched an adv- advertising company. He was quite successful. Big city lights, Honan province. Y- yes, Honan, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I'm going to go to Honan. I'm going to yeah. make it. King of the, you know, hills. whatever they have there. Yeah, yeah I'm going to be king of Hordan, you know. <laughs> I'm going to show you all someday. Yeah, someday, someday I'll be. <laughs> what do you have against Hordan? I have no, pro- uh, no, I have no problem. Have with you Hunan. been to Hordan? Never... It... It's is not it... Hunan. It's Hordan. No, no, I know it's Hordan. Okay, no, it makes a whole difference. Um, yeah. But anyway. Um, so he would never go, he would, didn't want to go home visit anyway, but they promised him that time they wouldn't do anything to him. They would, you know, they, they're fine, just come home and we'll just, you know, have a normal uh, Chinese New Year's holiday Sounds time. Like a trap. Yeah. And it was a big trap because mm-hmm. he called his, uh, uh, basically just a few train stops away from his hometown, Pingxiang. Uh, he's called his cousin to pick him up, but his cousin was apparently out of the loop, and he told Huang that his parents were arranging dates for him to meet women when he got home. And then I read from the Shaiist article, it says, Huang, suddenly overcome with stress, realized he had been tricked by his parents and passed out on the spot. So, um, I mean, I know it's it's 
seriously, it's a big pressure in Chinese society to get married before a certain age. Otherwise, you know, you're considered a failure. You know, you need to get, especially for men, you know, or in women, obviously, but men need men need to like provide for their future brides and so. But just the fact you can pass out on the train, I'm just. Uh, it must have been a lot of pressure. I don't know. I've I've never passed out because of pressure. I don't think so. Um, yeah. Have you? I mean, have you ever been on a blind date? I've been on a blind date once, I think, in my life. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Have you? Um, yeah, I've been on a, been on a couple of blind dates. Mm. It's funny, you know. Um, blind date stories. I guess people generally think blind date stories go, "Oh yeah, I went on a blind date. The girl was wasn't great. Some funny things happened." But I I'm the I'm the the bad thing that happens on blind dates. You know, I go to blind dates and people are like, oh my God, you know, so I don't have any funny stories. I'm sure there's a lot of people that have funny and maybe slightly depressing stories about meeting me on a, on a blind date. I mean, I wasn't always this tubby, but it was still, I was pretty ugly. So Aww. that was bad. I'm, I'm, I have a question here with this story. Yes. I mean, this, so the cousin w- wasn't in the loop? Apparently, yes, that's what they report. Now, the cousin must have been in, in at least one loop because he, he had to be in the he knows know. that they're planning yeah. something loop. Just maybe not he just wanted to be nice to him and prepare him for the shock, you know? Yeah, I mean, the, the, <laughs> it's like they have a loop for the secret loop and the it's happening loop. Yes. And they should have really combined those into, <laughs> we're doing it, don't tell anyone. One loop, everyone's in it. <laughs> that way we would have, wouldn't have had this story, you know. Yes, I think the, 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 the cousin will be in trouble, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I think they someone know. really needs to look at the, who's forming the loops. And um, it, was, it was poorly, poorly executed. I yeah, feel. it was t- terrible. I mean, do your loops correctly, <laughs> you know. And I mean, this obviously isn't the first time either. You said that this is before, they've done it before. Yes, it? yes, yes. Yeah, they should have, should have. Should have known better. Yeah, he should have known better. I think, and he, yeah. well, yeah. I, I mean, guess. he likes his parents probably and just wanted to be happy. And, and they did say that they wouldn't do it, you know. So, anyway, you can't trust just, your parents. You know? Yeah, it's terrible. I, I don't trust my parents. I, I've never trusted anyone. Yeah, in my life, You're, even no. yourself, especially, <laughs> especially not myself. <laughs> no, there's no way. Mm. Well, I mean, I trust myself with some things. Um, like what? Breakfast? Not, not things that I can say <laughs> because they might be used against me in the future. Uh, Should I become a politician or something? So, oh yes, you know, because you have big the community. You have big dreams, right? Hunan, <laughs> here I come. <laughs> you have big dreams of going to Hunan and becoming the, a radio personality. A radio personality there. I mean, you're on your way with no funny yeah. business. Yeah. This this is the first of. Many many radio shows for you. <laughs> you know, blast through the radio waves and Chinese radio waves. As long as I have you know something to say about the uh, the intros. As long as the intros get shorter, I'm happy enough to you know continue. <laughs> hint hint. <laughs> oh, I'm getting devil's eyes. Oh, this is the last podcast I'll ever do in this city. All right, the darkest tall, the darkest spoken. Let's move on to the next what, piece. What, what did he say? What was the He is said, let's go on to the next piece of news. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> hint, hint. Hint, hint. Uh, uh, Happy New Year uh, to you, uh, Paul. Uh, oh, and you were, so you're going to have to clarify, you know, when yeah. you're talking to like the listeners and yeah, I want, I've already said Happy New Year of the host of the listeners in my I intro. Wasn't, I really wasn't paying attention much at the, <laughs> at the beginning, to be honest. Yeah, there was I, something about a horse. I, I had to kick you in uh, anyway to wake you up. Um, Xi'an celebrates the New Year with PM 2.5 levels 
up to 1,006. That's ridiculous. If yeah. you can believe it. It issued a yellow alert at 10 a.m. on January the 31st, the first day of the Lunar New Year, warning residents about heavy haze that would uh, be hovering over the area for the next 24 hours, with some locations recording PM 2.5 particle levels as high as 1,006. Um, yeah, I can't even believe myself. I want to say 106, but it's 1,006. And uh, it's just off the charts. I mean... Above four hundred, I think, is off the charts in most mm-hmm. in most places around the yeah. world. But a thousand and six. I, I saw the pictures, and it was as bad. I mean, it looked as bad as what it was in Shanghai. Uh, when was it? Just before Christmas? Oh, yeah, the December air apocalypse. Yeah, the air apocalypse. Oh, it was. It looked as bad. You can't tell if it's five hundred or a thousand. It's just too much. Or if it's really heavy rain outside. I <laughs> really don't know. It's just terrible. I mean, it. It's it's like when it's freezing, you know, below a certain temperature, you don't care if it's minus twenty or minus fifty. It's just it's just cool. it's just cold. I, I beg to differ. I think between <laughs> minus twenty and minus fifty, the bees. <laughs> okay, minus twenty and minus twenty five. I'll give you that. Uh, <laughs> I figured, you know, anything below zero, you know, is just like for me, it's just beyond. Charge. Have you ever been in a, to a cold place that's like no? That's why. That's why. And this is this is we're talking Celsius, right? We're not. Yeah, yeah, Celsius. Okay, Cel- sorry, not I'm that, talking that other thing. No, not that other. You know, weird, weird old world backwards. Words, I, don't know. I don't know who's using it. I tell today. you, who, Americans. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but just get real. You know, who uses miles and Fahrenheit? You know, I know. I oh, to, come on. I have to <laughs> take issue with miles because where I come from, we use miles too. Yeah. We're not supposed to, but. There you, there you go. <laughs> there you um, go. Revolting. I mean, I, I am revolting. You've seen me. But <laughs> Put your t shirt back on, please. <laughs> uh, I mean, who uses my. I mean, it's, it's to me, it's the equivalent of, of using farthings and stuff like that you know like that currency that belonged to Sherlock Holmes times you know when you read Sherlock Holmes you go how could they manage with such a indecent complicated monetary system I mean Mm -hmm. uh, shillings and farthings and and stuff I mean it wasn't shillings and farthings and (laughs) (laughs) oh that's where it comes from (laughs) (laughs) it was a a musical oh okay capitalism the musical (laughs) 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 how to be be ridiculed from the rest of the world Anyway, let's go back to <laughs> where where do we come pollution, from? Pollution, pollution. The pollution. So my girlfriend told me she was like, "Guess guess how high it is." And I was like, "I don't know, like 400, 500." She's like, "1,000." Mm. And you know what? I wasn't really surprised. Why? I um, I mean, it's it's not like uh, anywhere in China the pollution usually jumps between like one and fifty, and people occasionally get a little miffed. I mean, we're used to these things happening. We're used to mm. um, pigs. <laughs> Hogwash, as the Shanghaiists call it, uh, the pigs floating down the river where you yeah. still like contaminated meats, contaminated water, mm. um, and definitely very contaminated air. So to say it was up to 1,000, I just figured, well, you know, sure. <laughs> you but, know, that doesn't really surprise me that but much. But I, I must say um, that there's a recent good move from the government. They've gone and monitor in real time hundreds and hundreds of uh, government-approved factories uh, across the country in real time. So rather than oh, yeah, shutting them down, uh, which, you know, was the way they would do, uh, rather than shutting the, them, they're going to monitor them in real time, you know, just to apply some pressure on individual responsibilities. And 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 actually, they will make up, the create an app that people could report, you know, stuff if they, 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 they seem, you know, happen to know. Or uh, so it's, uh, you know, good old, well, I'm not gonna say. I know. I <laughs> you mean, know, it's like 
tell on your neighbors, the kind of thing. But <laughs> but if it's about pollution, I think it's a great thing. You know, my my neighbor farts a lot, and I like to report it. It's really annoying. It's, it's just like uh, you know, France in World War Two. You know. You know yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's about the pollution. It's not you know. It's it's not about France in World War Two. Right. Uh, no, 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 no. It's not. It's not. Listeners, we have. It's not life threatening. Well, hold time. on. Maybe it is life threatening. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess it's a good move. I want to say hats off. You know, yeah. it was really unexpected, no, and, and I guess it's a good sign and to the world. You know, saying, "Look, we're we're trying to do something and trying to find our own solution." So, so kudos to that. Kudos to 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 China for that. I'm not sure, uh, sure how useful the app's going to be. You know, I mean, uh, it's good that they're. Um, They've introduced this measure, but having people look at the app and then the people <laughs> contact the government, shouldn't the government just be looking at the app? Oh, yeah, well, I mean, it's shouldn't probably something like, like I've noticed something, website. you know, I just log in and, you know, just enter the info I have and then people will pick it up. I don't know. I have no oh, idea. So yeah, but oh, so it's people powered. Uh, yeah, I guess so. I guess I guess so. I don't you know. You don't have I to employ no... any workers, I guess, that way. No, it's cost free, effective and and. I don't know. I have no idea how it's going to be done, but the idea seems to me um, interesting. Yeah, that you know. I mean, it's something. It's definitely, um, it's definitely a step in the mm. in the right direction. I, <laughs> I imagine. <laughs> yeah, I, I can imagine. Uh, I mean, now most most places, most schools. I mean, uh, ha- and you know, uh, most people have readers and stuff, so they can monitor their own thing. Um, I, I wonder what else you. Could could monitor in, in in China or in Shanghai. I don't think we need anything else monitored. I think I've I've had enough of horrible, depressing, bad news about things that can kill me. You know, they say ignorance is bliss. Uh, no, really, yeah, truth. I know, and I know. It's about, like, okay, let's monitor exactly what's in the water. Uh, <sighs> I don't really mm, want to know. Yeah, and they did monitor noise levels. I remember uh, out in Qingpu, uh, I there's a huge traffic crossroad thing and they had this huge display in decibels and every time it would go over a certain amount it would go red the numbers would turn red because it was too high and they were trying to monitor i don't know you know it didn't didn't do much to the noise levels i don't think so but it showed you how how terrible it was that was very depressing you're right and i don't know if they used this 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 data to to do anything yeah. but uh, they they did monitor noise levels, which is surprising in in a society where people are more accustomed to you know, to higher l- noise levels than 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 I am anyway. Uh, yeah, speaking of uh, higher noise levels, yeah. Um, so Yongkang Lu is open to two. Yeah. <laughs> now that everyone's gone on holiday. Yeah. yeah, and there's no one to check on them apparently. Yeah, well, there's no one there. <laughs> well, every, well there's, there are expats. every foreigner. There, there, I mean, there's, there's, there's a few. There's, there are foreigners, you know. It was pretty packed. Well, the, yeah, the, okay, the I wasn't day. there you know, on the... You know the, the sunny day? What was that? Saturday? <laughs> remember that sunny day you that remember? we had this year? <laughs> you know? That, I remember. Yeah, I remember. I, I will never forget. Yeah. <laughs> Even though I spent most of the day indoors, it was still... Mm, with <laughs> was the, with still your, nice to With your on. gas mask on and <laughs> air filter on. Uh, no, I mean... <clears throat> yeah, it was pretty, pretty packed. I mean, because there were the only places open... Uh, on that, you know, on those yeah. two or three days that you know, Shah was shut down basically, and the only place where you could get decent breakfast and hamburgers was Yong Kong Lu. I mean, yeah. if you live downtown, that's where you go. And I don't particularly like the street very much, uh, especially at the beginning. I didn't really like it because it was rowdy and I mean, oh, it was a, terrible. Still not somewhere that you would want to go all the time. No, um, and we. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm going to piss off a lot of people, but that's my job anyway. But. Uh, I remember seeing those 
I'm not going to talk about the French people because I'm French. I can get you away can, with you it. You can talk about that. Yeah, I can. I can talk. I, you know those. There's a place called Café de, Café de Stagiaire. Uh, and for those who don't know French much, it means uh, that's a café. Or, of course, you know what a café is. <laughs> and then, What's day? Uh, day means of <laughs> in the plural. Okay, so far, so and then stagiaire. Right, right stagiaire means interns. Because, you know, Shine's famous. I don't know. I mean, at least French companies are reputed for hiring a lot of interns to try out stuff in Shanghai, but they're not paid. Because they're interns, or they or they're paid a pittance, and so they make made a joke joke about it, and they decided to call call it cafe de stagiaire, which I don't really appreciate because you don't want to. I mean, there's a whole debate and it's a social debate in France about interns and of course, people yeah. not being paid and companies renewing internships, so not never to pay anyone basically, and and they do all the dirty jobs. But 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 I see those those you know twenty something. You know, yuppies, French dudes with their sweaters uh, tied across their shoulders, you know, in a knot. And I'm like, oh, dude, you know, and they speak like they own Shanghai. And I'm like, oh, I, can't, I just can't mix in that crowd. I'm sorry. I've been here nine years. I just can't can't deal with that. You know, and they talk about how terrible the traffic is. And, and yeah, I, I mean, don't know. It's not my crowd. Yeah. But there are some really nice joints on Yong Kong Lut. Uh, I mean, in terms of food and beer, you know, that some of, I mean, the you know, food and beer is good, but, but as people, I'm sorry, I can't hang out with you. I can't go there. Which decade did you pull joints from? <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Uh, sorry. I messed up with the mic. Uh, 1930s. Who's trying to kick me? Yeah. Well. And and see nineteen thirties. I don't know. There's some really hip dudes down there. <laughs> some groovy cats. Yes, it's quite neat, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> um, there are some really nice places, some nice restaurants. Some yeah, nice bars. I'm gonna say it's pretty cool. Uh, I went. I want. I, I want once to that place. I'm not gonna name that place, but they do sell a lot of small hamburgers that they usually call sliders, and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Was that an app? Are you are you doing work for sliders now? No, because sliders? because I I once went there and I ate pieces of glass. If you can believe it, oh, there were yeah. So that was, you're doing work for one of the other burger yeah. restaurants. <laughs> Don't go to sliders. Don't go. To, uh, I I I was munching on, and I think it was in the buns, and I and I I went like, oh, that's that feels like a bone, you know, like you, you when you eat hamburger. Sometimes you have like some cartilage or something. Oh yeah, and I started bleeding. <laughs> from this the mouth. <laughs> this is hilarious. Even better from it's, the mouth. Yeah. Well, uh, well, yeah. And uh, I spit out stuff, and oh my god, it was. I couldn't believe it was the first time it happened to me in China. Uh, and they reacted very well. Obviously, the, the meal was for free. They re- changed everything. Uh, you know, the order was free and new, and the beer and everything. And and they and they please. They asked me, they begged me not to tell anyone. <laughs> I <laughs> promise. I promise I won't tell anyone. But it was a few months ago, so I think they're safe now. And they did tell me that they, you know, they would talk to the supplier, you know, the the, the, the guy the who... The glass supply. <laughs> <laughs> too much glass in the burger. Too burgers. much glasses in the burger. Please reduce you your amount of glass. Less. Yeah. I, you know, I did something similar. My, well, it, it was like, completely different. It wasn't similar at all. Mm. So. <laughs> Sorry. Yes. Um, nice segue. Well yes, done. Nice. But I, I have eaten glass... Um, when I was a student, um, I was on break from like my apartment. Willfully? 
willfully a student or willfully willfully eating less willfully eating less <laughs> no, it was a part time job that I had I was like a glass eater you know they were sending it over to China for some for the restaurants <laughs> let's see how much can you chew without realizing you know when will blood come out of your mouth when does oh, it come dear. out of all the uh, gaps um, but I, I came home and I made a chicken sandwich didn't have much time like only had like 10 minutes left of my break mm. and I was getting some garlic mayonnaise from the fridge it was one of those glass bottles because <laughs> I really loved garlic mayonnaise when I was a student because I, I you know you can't really afford mm. real things solid things you can drink mayonnaise garlic mayonnaise I take it as a personal <laughs> in, as a French person anyway go on I mean I love I love garlic but I love uh, substance as well like mm. real things that you can chew Okay. So, um, <laughs> All right. I will not. Energy, I will you know, never edit. You know, copy that little bit you just said and put it in another. Move on bit. to the story again, Julian. <laughs> yes. It's only fun when I take this Sorry. out of you. Sorry. Um. <laughs> Be careful. The duck is not far. <laughs> but the you know you probably know where this is going. So the garlic mayonnaise glass smashed. Like fell out of my hands. My oh. my buttery butter fingers that were covered in butter, um, fell on the floor. And I had only a few minutes and I was like, I really want some garlic mayonnaise. <laughs> and I kind of, <laughs> I kind of like picked it up like gingerly off the floor and like set it on the counter. Gingerly. And it was like, yeah, well, <laughs> you know. Okay, like, okay, I, go I on. read yeah. literature <laughs> in English occasionally. Um, when I know I'm doing a podcast, I'm like, but it's big words. <laughs> People love big words. Not that gingerly is that. Anyway, <laughs> so, um, the story, the story, sorry, get back, man, get back to the story. Um, but anyway, the mayonnaise kind of held the glass together in some way, oh, like, yeah. like a amorphous blob. Um, and I kind of like pulled the two halves apart and then put my knife inside and smeared it over oh, my no. chicken, uh, chicken sandwich and then ate it. And I was, <laughs> just, I'm surprised it survived to this day. Well, you I, know? Sur- I survived because I got like two. Two mouthfuls in, and then I felt this crunching in my teeth. I was like, oh no. But I hadn't swallowed it. Uh, <laughs> I hadn't swallowed anything yet, so. Oh no. Yeah, I spat it out in the, yeah. in the sink. It was fine. How old were you at the time? I was like 23. Oh my God. 24. Definitely old enough to know. I was a student. You know, you're a student, you do. I, I think you do silly things. I, I, I guess I, I never didn't. asked anyone else about it. I just assumed that all, everyone was the yeah, same. Everyone chew glass, you know, from. <laughs> but you do. You do pick up stuff that's from the ground, from the ground yeah. that you should not. You know, I, I mean, everybody knows about what the three second rule or whatever. Many how many seconds? Well, yeah, it depends know, on depends, uh, on, depends you, on the country. I think yeah. it, it depends on circumstance. I think I that if, so. if it's um, well, if it's you know, if it's a vegetable, you're good for like a minute. I'd say a minute. If it's yeah, I mean, if it's like a piece of broccoli. What or about something. meat? Fresh meat. Well, meat's got a with like a slice of bacon. Mm. Has more more of its surface area, surely, will be on the ground <laughs> when it drops. It's a slice of back bacon. But like mm. a piece of broccoli, you've got maybe, I'd say 3% maximum <laughs> is going on the ground. You can leave that there. Like bacteria is have not going to get up. Have you studied this or have you read it? I mean, it's, it's truly, it's common sense. <laughs> yeah, they've spent millions of, millions of dollars, you know, you know, ordering like studies and how, how many seconds can you leave food on the, on the floor and, and be safe? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean that—that's how I would look at it. If the, uh, like a, a slice of bacon mm. cooked. Oh yeah. Fell, if it's, fell oh, if floor. it's cooked, uh, you know, it's <clears throat> different from being fresh. I think. Yeah. Well, um, but you wouldn't be eating. <laughs> well, you're not eating. Fre- are you eating fresh bacon? Like uncooked bacon? <laughs> <laughs> 
All right. Let's uh, I, um, move on, I guess. That's, <laughs> we're talking about oh, you bacon. Get, yeah, obviously. Talking about bacon, I want to talk about fish now. Uh, <laughs> great. That's an old, That's a great segue. Yeah, isn't talking it? Talking about bacon, let's talk about the economic climate at the moment. Yes. Uh, Price of bacon. Uh, Fish, uh, you, have you ever tried fish spas you, where you put your, f- I mean, I don't know, if you're listening from outside uh, Asia, you might not know this, but there are lots of fish spas around Asia. I'm, I'm sure there's a lot in other countries. Like but spas for fish? Yeah. Fish yeah. go to spas? Yeah, they, it's quite expensive for them. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they have to pay in scales, you know? <laughs> <laughs> We gotta stop laughing about that. It's gonna be just laughing. <laughs> and uh, basically, you put your feet um, <clears throat> in a in a pool of water, and, and there's those tiny little fish oh, for people. For people, 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 people go. Put, yeah, people. Yeah. Do you put your feet in and they nibble at your dead skin? And supposedly, this is the fish. Uh, yeah, the fish, not the people. They don't nibble at fish's dead skin. Uh, other people. They don't have skin. They're scale. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> They nibble at the feet, and it supposedly cleans you of uh, dead skin and makes your, you know, all your... And then the fish are happy because they get to eat something. But health experts have recently... <laughs> the fish are happy because they get to eat something. Yeah, oh, well, you know, mm, yummy. You can tell that they're happy. Yeah, you can Studies tell. Studies have shown. They're smiling. I, that's how I can tell. Jumping out of the water saying, thank you. Um, I mean, if you give them glass... <laughs> what? Yes, fish are happy as long as they're eating something, you know. Yeah. Uh, anyway, expert says. Uh, experts say. Uh, oh, well, one expert says fish spas <laughs> may be spreading HIV and hepatitis B. Yes, they're warning people that the increasingly popular fish pedicure spa treatment, in which customers willingly allow small ravenous tropical fish to feed off the dead tissue on their feet, may be spreading blood diseases. Quote. And I'm quoting, such as HIV and hepatitis B, end quote. So Wang Jiahua, a dermatologist at Aningbo Hospital, said that the treatment creates risk of infection, citing the case of one of his patients whose leg became swollen days after his first fish pedicure. And basically what they do, fish bites, might open wounds. And as tanks, fish tanks, uh, contain microorganisms, uh, they might transmit bacteria. Uh, so there's a whole debate on the com on the comments uh, in the, of this article, like can HIV be spread through water? You know, how long can it, the virus can stay? And I mean, it's just terrible. But I like I like the suggestion of the dermatologist. He says um, he suggests a 29 day interval between fish pedicures <laughs> <laughs> and daubing antibiotic ointment to protect skin where wounds are found. And I just I just like that little last piece of advice. <laughs> you, yeah. you just wait 29 <laughs> days before the next fish pedicure. It's just sounds I mean how many fish pedicures do you have a year? I mean <clears throat> you try, I mean it's just like a one off thing that you try when you're I mean when well, you're drunk, when you're in you, college, uh, yeah, you go for a fish you go, pedicure. You know, have you tried fish tank pedicure? <laughs> you know what? I can honestly say that I, I never have tried that. Oh, really? Ever. Okay. It's, it's just an experience. I mean, it's just... I, it, did, not have, <laughs> I did not have relations <laughs> in that with the, it, the fish and the it, pedicure. It tickles, you know, tickles. Oh, I'd imagine it does. It tickles. It's kind of scary, actually, because <clears throat> you see all this fish, you know, darting towards your... 
your feet and he's like, oh my god, you know, it's not a natural thing to do. But it happens naturally in the water whenever you're swimming, you know, you in an, uh, on the open sea, if you ever do this, you know, like, you know, you get eat your dead skin, you know, whatever. Okay. Mm. This never happened to me. I haven't spent much time in the sea, to be fair. No? Even though I come from a place that's surrounded by... Yeah, you have come from a big island. <coughs> Sorry. Eh, it's a Fairly medium, big. medium-sized Medium-sized, all right. Well, I guess it depends on your perspective. Okay. Uh, but when you're in Europe uh, and you're looking over, it's not really nah. that big. Can you swim? Um, yes. Okay. I can, although I, I haven't done it in quite some time. Yeah. But hence my yeah, midriff. Is midriff the right word? Or is, is midriff, midriff just like is the part? Is that the part that's showing when you... I think so. Midriff, yeah, yeah, midriff yeah, yeah. still okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, my middle part. <laughs> not that middle part. You're not Julian, that middle I, part. You know, above that <laughs> middle part. Your middle part is uh, showing and f- it's flubby. <laughs> I can't believe that you would. Move I mean, midriff. Where's the duck? <laughs> just, just ducked myself. Um, all right, let's move on. <laughs> Obviously, no one was impervious to uh, the firecrackers and uh, the, the chaos. I, uh, I'm just constantly begging to differ. Oh. I was impervious. I was We're, fine. How can you be? Last night Last night was Monday night, correct? Yeah. What yeah, day yeah, yeah. Oh, that's Tuesday. what happens on a holiday. <clears throat> um, yeah, I, I slept fine. I continued to sleep this morning while still being aware that there were firecrackers and... Um, Fireworks and things going well, what, what off. Do you, like a baby. Did you did you put earplugs or anything? Or? Alcohol. <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> Alcohol. Like two days before, it just yeah, started kind of pumping in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I really need to get some sleep eventually, and yeah. I did. Slept good. Like good. A, like a baby or like a baby on a log. I uh, yeah. Or a log on a baby. <laughs> okay, uh, that's a weird image. Anyway, I was I was skyping. My mom, bless her, and 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 I was and I chose the the, the worst moment of the day. <laughs> to, cause I didn't realize. I mean, I forgot. I mean, I've been here nine years, and I forget about these obvious things. And I was uh, in my living room, skyping my mom, and it started. It was just before midnight. It was just like a quarter to midnight or something, and it's when it's really starting to get heavy. And um, and then some. We just couldn't talk to each other anymore. I was inside, door closed, everything, windows closed. And she couldn't hear each other, and and she said, "Are you okay? Is it war or something?" And <laughs> it's just it's just incredible. And I I can say with uh, almost absolute certainty that there was more chaos last night for the god of money, for the money god, than for the actual oh, yeah, New Year's Eve uh, celebrations. Yeah, you know, I think so. And um, part of it was due to the recommendations of the government itself, uh, saying that you know. They don't want to pollute too much the air. They should keep fire. They should spread whatever amount of fireworks they have bought, uh, you know, between the two things, and should keep more for uh, the fifth day. Uh, it's called Paul Paul Wu or something like that, which means break break the fifth day or something. Okay. And um, yeah, it was just incredible. I mean, it was just it, I've never had experienced that in my life anywhere else in the world. I've been to fireworks many times, fireworks shows and stuff, but here it's just mind blowing. It's like I mean, I know half the city is empty, but the city's when it's not empty. I mean, it's not empty. It's twenty twenty three million people, I guess here. So let's say there's only ten million people left. There's still ten million people yeah. lighting fireworks. Where? Oh. <clears throat> but where are they? Where are all these ten million people? I would love to. Know. Actually, no, I know where they but are. But they're at home. They're they're back. They're, you know, they're not. They're at UUN Gardens. 
<laughs> they probably that's do. where everyone is. <laughs> a friend of mine was down there. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, that's where every person in Shanghai is at the mm. moment. They're all visiting. The <laughs> it's, it's too busy the rest of yeah. the year. And They're the, all piling And down one down. of these 10 millions, 1 million is on Yong Konglu. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Eating less. Um, okay, so uh, anyway, lots of fireworks means a lot of crackers and a lot of crackers mean a lot of debris and uh, red little pieces of paper yeah. uh, or smoke, obviously. But apparently... Uh, <laughs> China is the country of big numbers, you, you, you know, and you <laughs> get you get used to it. Forty-one tons of fireworks oh, yeah, debris okay. collected in just Beijing, you know, just Beijing. Forty-one tons. I mean, most of it goes up in smoke, you know. So you just there's flimsy little, you know, red layers of paper, you know. It's, yeah. it's, it's really nothing, you know, when you, when you look at it. But to get forty-one tons of it, it's a lot of tons. It's a lot of tons. I don't even know what what that is. That that number means nothing to me. Well, the number forty one means something, but the, <laughs> it's, it's like the temperature below zero. Yeah. You know, thirty five tons, forty one tons Fahrenheit, or you know, Celsius it doesn't make any difference. Kelvin, um, yeah, the um, the number that I can't imagine how how much that is. Forty one tons is that like. Would that take up the volume, let's say, of a uh, of Yong Kang Lu if you filled it up to the roof? Is <laughs> probably. That, is that what forty one tons would be, or probably. is it like more than that? I, I guess probably. Yeah, that's a good bet. I mean, at least you know six or seven huge trucks, truckloads on Yong Kang on Yong Kang Lu. Driving yeah. and having beers. Yeah, I think they should. They should. Uh, what's the word? Oh, I'm losing my words. They should uh, reuse, um, recycle. That's the word. They should okay. re- recycle those. Those red papers, you know, they should make houses make, out of it. Make houses out of it. <laughs> they should absolutely. make schools out of it. They, I think they do that in some problems. <laughs> they I should make food out of it. Uh, oh, I know. They should f- feed those fish with <laughs> it. Feed fish, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or feed us with it, you know. You know, they should, they should do something with those, those, make toilet paper out of it, you know. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, all jokes aside, it's pretty uh, dangerous actually to sweep all this because sometimes they they still have powder and there's still smoldering uh, fire under it and they, they can hurt the poor sweepers. You know? Yeah. You know? I think that would be a, that's a funny accident waiting to happen as opposed to a serious accident. <clears throat> what do you mean? I don't know if I- <clears throat> I just can't imagine anyone getting seriously hurt. I just imagine someone like jumping for their life when they hear like a, a very loud <laughs> crack. Um, okay. I, I really hope no one gets hurt. No, but no, no it would one be kind of funny if they did. <laughs> but I really do hope that no, yeah. one get, no one gets hurt. But it'd be funny. Uh, yeah. Um, all right. Uh, well, I have a bunch of other things to talk about. Maybe you you have. Uh, I have literally nothing to talk about. Literally, literally. not figuratively. Oh, literally, but figuratively, I to, figuratively. <laughs> I've, I'm not sure what the opposite. Of, <laughs> I'm not sure where to go from there. Wish I thought twice before you know employing the word figuratively. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, before we move on to uh, uh, more questions about you, Paul, um, or directed to you anyway. I'd like to make a promotional bit about Shanghai, uh, what's happening in comedy in Shanghai. Um, please go, go to Massey. Uh, Massey is a bar. It's on Jinxian Lu near Shanxi Lu, Shanxi Lu. And this is where Kung Fu Comedy Club uh, has a lot of a great, greatly funny events. I mean, it's just awesome. This is a spirit and the people, the talented people. Um, you should go. Every Wednesday night, they have an open mic. You might see me there now and then. Uh, every Friday night, they have just a great lineup with Butch Bradley headlining. And 
on Saturday night, Butch Riley is doing this thing called The Gathering, where he invites people from all walks of life, interesting people, people who have, you know, landed in Shah after an amazing life journey, and and they're entrepreneurs, they're people with great ideas, they're opening up shops, they're moving stuff, they're, they're making Shanghai a better place, basically, and it's amazing. And also you get to see a lot of uh, acts and, and, and bits that are, you know, side-splittingly funny, and it's really, really good. And you should go there if you want to see more of this, and if you want to encourage uh, that crowd and promote it, you should go, and it's it's 100 uh, I think it's a hundred between a hundred and hundred and fifty quite depending on if you book in advance and the place is great people are really nice and let's make it a packed place do they uh do they serve glass in the in the burgers? they they they, <clears throat> they do if you ask nicely okay well i'm, yeah. I'm there okay um uh if you if you feel up to uh being a stand up comedian or just trying at least you can go to those open mic nights on wednesdays at masse but you can also go on tuesdays uh, from February 11th onwards, uh, Bar 390 on Pai Lu near will host um, the old block open mic uh, sessions. So go there every Tuesday night. Uh, there's also every Tuesday night, if you rather show, rather see, sorry, an improv show, you, uh, People's Republic of Comedy is doing uh, their shows on every Tuesday at Massey. Smack is still uh, preparing for the, a great show. 22nd of February at Bar 390 also. Uh, we're going to be um, doing the year of horsing around. So there's lots of stuff happening. And if you speak Chinese, you can uh, go to see my friend Jack Lee, who was on the show last time. Uh, he's doing Xiangsheng type of comedy uh, every week, twice uh, on this really nice theater in Nanjing Lu. Uh, all the links and all the information is on the website, www.shanghaicomedycorner.com. So please uh, encourage uh, these talented people and make, make let's make Shanghai a great scene for comedy. <clears throat> um, if you were going to say, um, say you wanted to go to the improv, not the improv, sorry, the, like the stand-up open mic, mm. would you... Uh, would you say that someone should go if they think they're funny or should you really ask someone if you're funny before you <laughs> should you say hey uh, do you think I'm funny yeah uh, okay I think you, I think you would know I think you would feel like uh, people tend to like your jokes and to people you know people would have said to you in the past you're a funny guy you should you should you know do something about it I think if you have previous encouragement spontaneous encouragement from, yeah. from people in the past you should definitely have a go and it's only five minutes they give you five minutes you get there early enough to get your name on the list uh, get you know to be introduced uh, introduce yourself to the people there they're really nice people and uh, and it's low key you know it's very uh, stress free uh, non-threatening environment and people are really nice to you they encourage you I remember I did it twice at Block when it used to be at Block and the first night it was quite a little you know it was a little crowd and I was nervous obviously I mean I do get on stage a lot but it was the first time I did stand up stripping usually yes usually pole <laughs> dancing uh, <laughs> um, but they were so encouraging and they, were, they put you at ease you know and if you even have you know just a, a you know a if you know just even a little bit about being on stage, you'll do fine. You'll do fine. Just relax, take your time, and the crowd will support you. And that's the best part of it. And people are here to support you. and Because we want more more people, more talented people. Yeah, and, we want, and we want people to try several times. It's the only way you get better. Is you go first, the f most difficult, you know, 
moment. And then you just carry on and then you get better and better and better and better. And uh, that's what all of them say. Adam Skuse, who was on the show, that's his first piece of advice is just don't stop, you know, just keep doing it and you'll get better if you like it. I mean, I reckon it'd be one of those activities that would really start to benefit you in other areas of your life. You know, if you start to warm up in front of crowds and sure. It would, uh, and 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 if you're not uh, up to being on stage, but you still want to have fun and learn some, uh, you know, comedy tricks, or uh, you can sign up for classes. Mac are, is uh, providing classes, one on one courses, two on one courses, so depending on your level. And you just go for a workshop. We have workshops going on. Go to www.mac.net, uh, and you'll find all types of information about the next classes. And it's really easy, funny. Uh, like 60, 70 people have already graduated from different courses and, and they all say it has increased their, their, you know, their confidence, their work relationships and their creativity and just the, the, like their lives in general, you know. That's great. So anyway, uh, let's move on to, uh, wait, <laughs> let's move on to uh, <laughs> Paul. Paul, who are you, Paul? Well, you know, obviously I think the listeners have guessed that I was um, a duck handler. You know. <laughs> In previous life. How do you handle ducks? I don't know. Badly. 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 Okay. And uh, where do you come from? Um, uh, it depends. Depends what mood I'm in. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I've taken to telling people I'm from Europe um, a lot um, because I have like an, have a, an odd uh, accent. My accent mm. is a little bit strange. Most people usually get where I'm from. Some people get it completely wrong. Oh, do they? Um, yeah. You know, I'm from um, from Ireland, I'm from like Northern Ireland, mm-hmm. but like um, to me, it's, it's one of the same. Northern Ireland is fine for me. <laughs> Don't go to Northern <laughs> Ireland and say Ireland and Northern Ireland are the same. You may, I mean, you'll, you'll be warmly welcome, but you'll get yourself into a lot of trouble. Okay. Um, uh, don't tell them I sent you. No. <laughs> so yeah, I'm from, I'm from uh, that area, and you know, I don't. I, I've always had quite a mild accent, and. Um, you know, whenever I moved abroad, um, mm. I just started interacting with a lot of people who effectively weren't Irish at that point. There weren't that many, there weren't that many Irish people abroad. <laughs> he says, thinking about New York and Boston. No, um, there, I didn't meet that many Irish people that were traveling, mm. and but I did interact with a lot of people, obviously from um, other places in Europe. You know, France, Germany, uh, mm. Spain, people from uh, Latin America, and Americans. A lot of a lot of Americans. And when I started working here, I just met uh, a lot of people from America, and I started to uh, unconsciously my accent started to change mm. um, to become. I started to pronounce words in a more in American twang. Mm. Um, someone said less correctly than, than normal, <laughs> um, and so I'm, I have an, an odd accent. So people always ask where I'm from, and they always it's just a lot of people. Some people assume I'm from America. Most Americans like know that I'm not from America, and when usually guess from, I'm from somewhere in Europe. But some Americans don't know, and some Americans mm. will assume that I come from some state that no one really knows, no, like Maine, <laughs> or, um, you know, like, I don't know, Nebraska or Alaska or somewhere. And I, I mean, I could, I've told, um, I told, I was visiting my girlfriend's family, she's from uh, the States. <coughs> I was visiting them a couple of years ago, and um, I guess we bumped into a couple of people and added a few drinks and they added a few drinks and they were being kind of obnoxious and they asked where I was from and I said Colorado and uh, I didn't put on any accent I just said <laughs> that, like I would do the, like Colorado 
And they completely believed me. And they started making Colorado jokes at me. They're like, oh, <laughs> bet you love wheat in Colorado. <laughs> I was like, yeah, bet I do. Um, but it was ridiculous. But I think maybe it was the alcohol more than that they were just... Yeah, that reminds me of... I, I did pretend once uh, also to come from a place I don't come from. And it was with Chinese people. And I pulled it off for about a minute or two, but it was very funny. Uh I was talking to two or three different Chinese people in Chinese, with my poor Chinese skills. And uh, I, I, you know, obviously the question always comes up, you know, where do you come from? And I say I, uh, that I came from Xinjiang. Mm-hmm. And uh, Xinjiang is that, uh, I think it's the most, it's the western most province yeah. in China. And it's next to Kyrgyzstan and all these countries. And, uh, can you name all those countries? Uh, you got one. Uh, I can. Almost. I can. I can. Okay, go ahead. Uh, not now. We don't have enough time. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> and uh, and um, uh, so I said, "What's your Xinjiang?" And you know, I'm from Xinjiang. And you know, there are two. It was, it was perfect. It was brilliant because there are two Chinese guys, and one, you know, ac- accepted. One said, "Well, maybe you look like one." Obviously, they have the same, uh, you know, facial features because they don't look like Han Chinese. They course, look yeah. more like Turkish people. Yeah, well, yeah, Turkish. Uh, yeah. And um, and the other guy's like, no, no, you're not from Xinjiang. You can't be from Xinjiang. But he couldn't put his finger on it. He's like, and I said, why, why, why couldn't I be from Xinjiang? And uh, he said, well, first of all, your Chinese sounds weird. And I'm like, obviously, I come from Xinjiang. You know, that's not my native language. You know, I, I speak the local language, so my Chinese is not your Beijing Putonghua, the Beijing common language that you learn at school, because you know. So then he had a, you know, he was doubting a little bit. Yeah. And, his, and his friend unwittingly, you know, pushed for it. He's like, well, you know, he's right, you know. He, he, and then his friend asked him, have you been to Xinjiang anyway? So how do you know? That's brilliant. And, and then he said, no. And I, so I, <laughs> I went on and said, so how can you say I'm not from Xinjiang? And for a minute or two, you know, I made him believe. And he almost believed it 100%. Obviously, I, I cracked up. I couldn't, I couldn't hold it very long, but... It was very funny. It was very funny. I'm sorry I played that joke on, on that Chinese guy, but but I just tried, and it was very funny. Um, <clears throat> I had a, a guy from Xinjiang thought I was from Xinjiang, believe it or not. I was in Xinjiang. I was in uh, Xinjiang, 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 Xinjiang. I was <laughs> in... Uh, <laughs> uh, I say it like 10 times fast. I was in Xinjiang. I was in uh, Korla. It was a small town. Okay. Uh, my friend is from Korla. Okay. Um, and we were at a wedding there. And one of the um, Uyghur, uh, it was an Uyghur wedding, and so we were there. And one of the one of the friends came over, and he knew my friend from school, and he sat, and he just, I guess, he just assumed that I was also from there, oh, wow. and so he was talking to me in the dialect. And like, that's cool. My friend was like, doesn't, doesn't he? He only speaks English. <laughs> he was like, oh, <laughs> sorry. Uh, I was like, I felt, I felt really good. I, felt, I was like, yeah, mixing mm. with the locals, you know, I, I share their share their pain. The, yeah. The Uyghur Xinjiang pain. Yeah. And um, you mean the dark beer? <laughs> but yes, that, yes, that is the pain that I love oh, to share. My God. Have you, I don't know. I haven't had any in a while. Oh my God. It's so strong. But it, but it, it's, it it's sneaky. It's sneaky. It, it's, it's neither strong nor sneaky. It, oh, come on. <laughs> I don't, I don't think it is. I, and I it's, would it's drink a lot. It's quite a thick taste, you know. Uh, I would say the opposite of this. Really? Yeah, Xinjiang dark beer? Are we talking about the yeah, same Yeah, yeah, I know. Yes. Oh, no, uh, come it's very, on. It's very light. I've had it very light. Light? Yeah, very easy to drink. And that's the problem with the Xinjiang black beer. But it's, it's stronger. If you look at the percentage, it's stronger than... It's stronger than, than what? Stronger than snow? 
And by <laughs> we mean well, actually, but, snow is also a, is a Chinese beer for anyone who doesn't live in China. Yeah, hasn't but 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 no, I mean it's above. I mean, what a regular beer is like? What? How many percent? Uh, like what a regular you, Chinese beer? Yeah, it's like two point five three percent. Okay, max, well, say. this one is like twelve to sixteen percent or something like that, right? If I, I'm, I may what? be mistaken. Twelve to sixteen percent? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's a bottle of wine. Yeah, exactly. It's quite strong. Maybe I'm mistaken. You are anyway. drinking something different. <laughs> Someone's been giving you something that wasn't happy. <laughs> well, I I went to that Xinjiang restaurant. <laughs> Don't remember the rest of the Don't, night. Woke yeah. up with a hangover. Oh yeah, and some other things. Um. So um. So you uh you are interested in uh film, right? No. You are. No. Filmmaking or I, that was that was that's the guy next week. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I mixed up my note. No, come on. I'm interested in watching films. Okay. Absolutely. Um, not in. Yeah. I, well, you know, we did. We. I was in. Um, I was in the 48 Hour Film Festival. Okay. Not this year. Um, last year and the year before, um, but I wasn't. And I said this year. I mean, the one passed in November. Um, we were going to run in for it, but we just didn't have time at the end. Um, but yeah, I've been in that, so that was that was interesting. You know, I, I mean, that's I'm kind of into film in that sense. I'm not really good at it. I don't really understand much um, about <laughs> film. I'm not like mise en scene is, it means nothing to me. Um, <laughs> mise en scene. I'm like, I don't even know what mise en. What does that mean, Julian? Mise en scene is just basically. Uh, I know what it means. I'm it's directing. Facetious. It's just yeah. It's just a basic word for directing. But but I think in English it means more. It was more in an intellectual way of looking at, you know, shots and angles yes, and colors yes. and shapes and stuff like that. Yeah. All, all, you know, French words, when they are used in English, always take on this new life and this new meaning. And people just, you know, think they're big words. Menage a trois. Yeah, menage a trois, <laughs> you know. And it just means three people having sex, you know. And, I thought it was three people eating. Yeah. Oh, this, oh. Uh, no. That's manger a trois. That's manger a trois. <laughs> Paul is learning French, you know, and uh, he's making a lot of efforts to speak uh, more French. Oh, yeah, I keep asking people, do they want to have a menage a trois? And that, I just assume that means go for something to eat, you know. Oh. Uh, a couple of <clears throat> people said they were interested, but okay, all right. Uh, well, my my last question uh, for you is uh, no, it's not a personal question, but since we've just celebrated the New Year, the New the Year of New Chinese Year, the Year of the Horse, I was thinking, what other animals would you like to see in in a Chinese zodiac? If if you could uh, if you could uh, choose an animal uh, that is dear to you, or uh, what 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 would it be? I mean, I'm not sure there are many animals that are, are dear to me. I'm trying to think of something ridiculous. Mm. And all I can think about is normal animals. I'm trying to I'm like, what's the weirdest animal that you could say? That would be funny, but it wouldn't be funny. So I'm just going to think of something normal. Um, so, now I can only think of animals that are in the Zodiac. I'm like, say, say pig. Is there a pig? Yes. There's, okay. There's an, yes. There's an it's ox. the last one. It's the, the last one. Say rat. There's a rat. There's a <clears throat> dragon. Yeah. Oh, we're not going to go through no them. <laughs> I, um, yeah, process of elimination. Once I have them all down, we structure oh, them. I can think of them all. Oh, Cow. Is there a cow? Yeah. Ox. It's not it's the same. It's the same. Uh, duck. No, there's no duck. Okay, duck. I think <laughs> duck would be a great... <laughs> a duck-billed platypus. What about that? That's a little weird, I guess. A, a what, sorry? A duck-billed platypus. What's that? It's A, a duck-billed platypus. A duck-billed platypus. Yeah, it's um, a marsupial. Uh-huh. It's an Australian animal. Um, that has like a long 
like a duck's bill effectively and like a like a it looks kind of like a beaver i guess it has like oh. a beaver's tail i i think it's, i oh, don't it's that know weirdest, that much about them. is that weird that it's a mammal but that it lays eggs or something like that yeah, yeah something weird so. about it eggs, yeah. yeah yeah it's a weird weird oh, animal is, this, is it a marsupial if it lays eggs though or something like that i'm not sure if that's yeah i don't know much i don't remember what marsupials actually are i think we should have the year of the jellyfish okay yeah i think jellyfish are overrated underrated sorry Under- i mean i mean, yeah, I mean, I mean they're overrated yeah too. they're underrated i think jellyfish you know deserve recognition okay uh because i i read somewhere that there is a species that basically never dies i mean they don't die it regenerates they regenerate constantly and it's like doctor who Doctor Who, exactly. I'm not a big fan of Doctor Who. No, neither am I. Uh, but but yeah, it, it never dies. It, each member regenerates. So they'll take over at some point, I guess. They keep reproducing, you know, and and never die. I guess the whole sea will be filled with... Uh, well, I, mean, I don't know if they'll take over. I mean, do they... So you know, Okay, I see where you're going. I don't know how which rates they reproduce. Okay. And they probably die of other causes, you know, like they get hit by boats or... <laughs> You know, eaten by or eaten by <laughs> Chinese restaurants. Yeah, yeah, Chinese restaurants. But uh, but it's isn't it amazing that there's a species on Earth that never actually dies. Well, I mean, it's best. I mean, I mean, the, the actual members of that species don't die. I mean, it's just it's just cockroaches live for a really long time or something. They or they, re- they, they resist to a lot of things. Oh, okay, that they can resist atomic fallout and stuff like that. Uh, but no, I think they die. Definitely. I mean, I, I know they they definitely die if you hit them with a shoe. I've definitely seen <laughs> seen them die in my kitchen. Yeah. Oh, and you know how they die? you know they're very dramatic creatures because if you spray, you know, this repellent, you know, yes. m- you know, cockroach repellent stuff and then you wake up in the morning, go to the kitchen and they are in the middle of the kitchen. They could be on the side of the kitchen. No, they they go right in the middle. They 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 prop themselves on their backs, you know, and they go ah, you killed me. <laughs> all, all the world's a stage. Yeah. <laughs> And I'm like, really? You had to die in the middle, and then you're, you know, I'm all sleepy, and I step on you, and it's just disgusting. And it's why? Why? You know, they want to make you feel guilty. That's why. Oh, really? You know, they want to. You're not feeling any of that nah. guilt. Uh, cockroach. Anyway. Cockroach. Cockroach. I mean, cockroach could be a, a zodiac animal. Yeah. Yeah. Let's have a cockroach year. <laughs> Imagine if you were born in the year of the cockroach. Well, what 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 personality traits would you get? Would you be? Would you have? If Tenacious. You were, very tenacious. If you're very, a cockroach, or yeah, a, yeah, 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 tenacious. A very tenacious. Yes. I'd say dirty. You like dirt? Um, Actually, they're very clean animals. Uh, they like I mean, water, water points. But. What What are the um, What are the characteristics of the other animals? I, are they not all the same? Really? No, they're not. Are they not all loyal and all have a bad temper and all? Oh, they have strong. both sides. They have you know they have the yin and the yang sides. You know. Yeah, but they all have the same yin and yang. Surely, I mean, is the pig just is the pig a good one to be? To be? Uh, it's, a, it's, it's, no good, it's not like seen as good or bad. It's just different kind of personality. It's well, I mean, they must be seen as relatively good. I, I remember a few years ago, so it was year of the, year of the, uh, year of the tiger, uh, something a few years ago. And I remember a lot of people, or year of the dragon, whatever it was. Mm. <laughs> I'm really into my Chinese culture. Anyway, whatever it was, a lot of people supposedly were going to be having babies that year because it was like the oh. silver dragon or the golden tiger. Or the yeah, that makes it lion. slightly more interesting to have different elements of nature associated. Yeah. It makes the the cycle longer. I think it's like 60, 60 years or something where, you know, so they have animals, but they also have different 
elements of mm-hmm. nature associated with them. So the two combined make uh, makes it uh, like a, a really long cycle. Yeah. Um, anyway, it's been fun talking to you, Paul. I uh, really can't say the same. <laughs> I am to go home. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I guess we haven't really learned anything from you. It's just that shapeless guy. Uh, you learned a, li- a, li- a few little bit. About my yeah, yeah. Yeah, we I just picked you up from the street basically. I didn't have any guests this week and, and it's like, oh, there's this guy down the street. It's nothing to do figuratively Look, now and literally. Looks looks funny. And uh thank you. Thank you for coming on on the podcast. That's my pleasure. And um uh next week is gonna be another uh, uh local uh, I mean by that I mean Chinese stand up comedian. His oh, name cool. is uh, Storm Shu. Uh and he's awesome and I think he's 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 gonna be one of the best stand-up comedians because he's obviously he speaks english and he does it in english but he brings in a lot of the chinese culture into his yeah. into his bits and then is is awesome i think he's going to be the next where revolution. have you seen him do you see him at uh, uh i've seen him at all the open mics that there is in town you know like i used to be at blog but i've seen him now he's doing uh a lot of uh, the gigs uh you know on fridays and saturdays uh they sometimes go to hongzhou they've got a nice comedy club over there and so he's really nice. He opens up, you know, for for headliners and stuff, and he's really funny. That's cool. Um, so check out also next week, uh, next week's podcast with Storm Shu. I'm very excited to to be talking to him. And uh, so if you have any questions, suggestions, love letters, wedding proposals, outstanding bills, or general silliness, you can all send all of this to shanghaicomedycorner@gmail.com. Comment on our Twitter at shcomedycorner. A big thank you again to Ryan and his wonderful team here at the 72 Collective Recording Studio. You can check these guys out on www.the72collective.com. And don't forget, we also have the website, shahaikomedicorner.com. So, uh, it's a wrap. Thank you very much, Paul. Yeah, if you've been affected by any of the issues in today's program, please <laughs> drop us a note. If, if you felt, uh, you know, laughed out, ridiculed, or anything, please uh, report us. So, cockroaches in America. Co- so. Yeah, I'm sorry. And uh, to all our ducks, I say... <laughs> and uh, sorry if Paul has been mishandling you uh, in the last few years. <laughs> <laughs> okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. bye-bye.